Hey guys, Matt here. So this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. We're thinking about calling it Valkyrie B-Side. What this will be is a couple different snippets from different episodes that maybe didn't make it into the final cut, but still some really good content that we think people may be interested in. So the first thing you're going to hear is from our Spider-Man episode when we had Tommy, Drew, and Keith. Uh, it's explaining the Sony Marvel deal. Uh, we ended up taking it out because it just didn't help with the flow and we wanted to focus on Spider-Man. But if you've ever not understood how the whole Sony Spider-Man Marvel thing works, we discuss it there. Uh, then there will be a little transition sound into me, Drew, and my friend David from the Terminus cast talking about some stuff from San Diego Comic-Con that happened this past weekend. So, hope you guys enjoy and here we go. to kind of try to explain how the whole Sony Marvel deal works. If you don't know, Spider-Man is technically owned the rights for movies by Sony. Back in the early 2000s, Sony bought the right to make the Spider-Man movies. That's how we got all the Sam Raimi movies. And they bought them for Marvel because Marvel wasn't doing super well financially. Marvel was just trying to survive. <laughs> Marvel really was just trying to survive at that point. Later on, Marvel decided to make their own studio and start making movies, which is where we got the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was really unique and just kind of worked out really well. Um, and so it's a little confusing because basically Marvel does not have the rights to make Spider-Man movies. So how the heck do we have a movie with Spider-Man and Iron Man in it? What happened is Marvel and Sony made a deal. So, if you don't know, we've had two iterations of Spider-Man in the last 15-ish years, and this is the third version of Spider-Man we've had. So, how that worked out is, basically, Sony and Marvel came together to make a deal, and Sony is basically handling all the distribution, which means Sony's in charge of the trailers and all that, which is one reason why the trailers show so huh. much more than they should. That explains yes. a lot. So if you've seen the trailers, the trailers for Spider-Man showed quite a bit um, of the movie, more than I would care to see. Yeah. And yeah, and so uh, and then Marvel is actually the ones who were making the movies. They had creative, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Feige and them basically got to work on casting and making it all and kind of getting to shape the vision with Sony paying for it. So this is where it gets a little weird and interesting and kind of confusing of why they would do this. Sony is getting all of the money from the movies. Hmm. Marvel made it, but Sony paid for it and is getting all the rights to it. But Sony only owns Spider-Man's, the, the rights to make the Spider-Man uh, movies. Marvel still owns all of the toys, all the merchandising. Oh, okay. And all of, and actually I think TV rights, like they can make a Spider-Man television show, Marvel could. Yes. And, and that that's Disney wild money. too to think about that, because what other company, even in movie business, where there's a lot of money, can be like, We'll have creative rights over this film, but you can get all the profits and it's gonna make a ton of money. I mean, the theater oh, yeah. was packed when I went this past weekend. Um and, and and still they're still probably gonna come out in the green just from toy rights and everything else. That's wild. Right. So so basically, that's the kind of overview. Um, the wondering why Marvel would do this, Marvel's been wanting to get Spider-Man back because he's one of the most popular Marvel characters. So in this way, they get to include, as a part of the deal, they get to include Spider-Man in their universe that they've made. So as part of the deal, um, they get to use this version of Spider-Man in Civil War, which already came out, this Spider-Man movie, uh, the Avengers movie that's coming out next year, I believe... Um, another Spider-Man sequel to Homecoming. It's, right now it's just called Homecoming 2, but that won't be the title for it. And then uh, another Avengers movie. So they get they get five movies with Spider-Man. After that, the deal's kind of iffy, and most likely Sony will do something different. So the reason Marvel might do this, because they're not... I mean, they're going to get make a lot of money, because if you don't know, movies make a killing on toys and stuff like that. Um, if you want proof, go look at what happened to the Batman movies of the 90s with the last couple that came out and got super <laughs> cartoony because they wanted to sell more toys. 
Um, it worked, man. I had all those toys and had a cardboard oh, yeah. Batcave. Man, I had everything. I had Grappling Hug Batman. It's Laser true. Laser Night Rave Batman. That was a good time. Shark Spray Night Batman. So <laughs> many Batman. I had all those toys, too. It really did work, but it's a big factor in these kind of things. So Marvel's still going to make a lot of money because the movie's going to make a lot of money and people are going to want to buy the toys. But what it also is just good because having a good successful Spider-Man movie is going to going to, you know, peak interest in their other movies because they're going to know that Spider-Man's going to be in Avengers coming up. Yeah, yeah, so Matt, how how does that play in with the uh like the guest appearances in Avengers? Like I know Sony gets the full rights and the full money for the the one-off Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. Are they how are they how are they managing that for the Avengers uh tie-ins? So technically, so Spider-Man Homecoming is in the MCU. That's why we got to see Iron Man and we got to see, um, you know, the Avengers Tower. We get to hear about the Avengers. We get to see, like, the Captain America cameo. So this does, <laughs> this, this, is, is, this is in the MCU. Um, where it's going to get weird is Sony's go- wanting to make other movies that are Spider-Man related, but they're not going to be able to use Spider-Man. So, for example, they're planning to do a Venom movie with Tom Hardy. We know yeah. that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Holland's not going to be able to show up in that movie because that movie is not going to be in the MCU. And so this is going to be something completely separate. And what's going to be weird is after the... What what I think is going to happen, unless they renegotiate a deal, is after the five movies, Sony's going to probably just reboot Spider-Man again. Yeah, because that makes sense. they're not going to yep. be able to use Tom Holland in their universe because if they do, it's going to bridge the MCU and what they're doing. And Marvel, because it's Disney and and they just they run a really tight ship, they're not going to really want Sony's movies to be connecting in their movies unless they have reign over that. Yeah, and later in the podcast, we're going to be discussing Easter eggs from the film, and I think one of those um, I have a theory could answer how they're going to do that one-off kind of thing or Ooh. how they may do the reboot so let's we'll talk Ooh. about that but we're going to have a spoiler alert right as we go through yes yes we will have a spoiler alert for those who have not seen the spider-man homecoming movie and i'm looking forward to the easter egg so um overall that's kind of how the deal worked obviously there's way more details of how all that works but o- overview that's how it's working is you know marvel's making it and, you know, it's going to be good publicity because we know Tom Holland's going to be in other movies and they get to use their character Spider-Man. Sony wins because they're just making Marvel Cinematic Universe money. You know? Hey, quick question. Um, yeah. And then we can move along. But what does this mean for some of Marvel's other characters that they've sold off rights to? Could we see some of that possibly happening in the future with deals like this being made? Or do you think this was just a, kind of a unique situation because Spider-Man is such a big deal to the Marvel Universe? X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. I yeah, think... exactly. That's what I think of as X-Men specifically. And I know they're pushing Inhumans huge uh, <laughs> because they had a huge long trailer thing when I went to see it in IMAX uh, yesterday be- because the Inhumans like TV show was shot in IMAX and like it's coming to theaters and stuff like that. I know they're pushing Inhumans a lot because it's kind of an X-Men that they still have rights to. What do, what do you think about that, Matt, in your research you've done? I w- if I had to guess, I would say that this is unique because it's one character, Spider-Man. Versus with X Men, yeah. with X Men, they have all the mutants. They have a lot they can do, and they're doing like four movies. Mm-hmm. They're doing an, uh, they're probably doing an X Force movie at some point. They're doing Deadpool two. They're doing the continuation of the newer X Men movie they did, and they're doing something called um, New Mutants, which is supposed to be a horror movie, from what I hear. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but yeah. The big problem <laughs> is, so Kevin Feige's kind of the guy who's in charge of the whole MCU stuff. Um, he's a big name, and he, he gets to make a lot of these big decisions. There was an interview with uh, the lady, I can't remember her name. There was an interview with some lady who was doing with Sony, and they've made it very clear that these movies that Sony's wanting to make, Venom and all that, are in something separate universe. And there's an interview, and it's hilarious. You can look it up on YouTube, where this lady basically is like, "Oh yeah, no, this world we're building is 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 with Peter Parker and stuff." And she's basically saying that all that's going to be in the MCU. It's just going to be separate. And Kevin Feige is sitting there, and you can tell he's like super uncomfortable. Like, this is not true. You're not supposed to be saying any of this. And like, there's there's all kinds of stuff on YouTube of people like. <laughs> 
adding sad music over it because you can see he's just feels super uncomfortable it's like that's not right we're not no your your venom movie is not going to be in the mcu but it's it's weird because i mean i don't know it's yeah. it's kind of fishy tommy you've been quiet what do you think about all this you know this deal stuff uh I don't care. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I don't yes. care. Brutally uh, honest. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. You guys know. Uh, for the viewers out there who don't know, I really hate the MCU. I have no desire for it. I, I don't like it. I don't care about it. Uh, unfortunately, occasionally they'll get my money, uh, but honestly, <laughs> I don't care about it one bit. So, um, yeah. Let me ask you, Tommy, real quick about the MCU, and I, I feel like we'll probably eventually do a whole episode on MCU. But do you do you not like the the marketing that's around it or do are you against the idea of having all these movies interconnected into a universe does that make sense yeah i don't have a problem with the universe play i i love things that exist in the same universe and play on each other uh my personal feelings is um well one i'm just not attracted to superheroes as a whole so to me there is no there's no attraction like I don't care about the universe. I don't care about the. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the people. Nine times out of ten. Um, but honestly, I feel that the MCU is just a ginormous cash cow. Yeah. And I feel like every Marvel movie I go to, there's a formula, and Ooh. it'll variate a little bit, but it sticks to the formula. And it's, um, I don't know. I that there's no artistic expression. I think that's the same reason that Edgar Wright didn't get to do Ant-Man. I would have loved to seen Edgar Wright's Ant-Man, but because it didn't fit into their formula, it didn't get made. So I just don't care. Yeah, and Tommy, I agree with you on on pieces of that. And my wife tells me all the time that that's the reason she hasn't seen any of the Avengers movies, uh, which we went to go see Spider-Man, and she's like, what is going on? So we had to kind of (laughs) do some backstory at the end. But I I agree. And and, and I think the, the hiccup that we have with it sometimes is that, you know, DC is setting up Justice League, which has like their top five, well, maybe four if you count Cyborg as being kind of the lame one, and Aquaman, whether you like him or not, is, is, is one of the big ones. But like their Justice League is like the team of like the flagship characters. Like the Avengers, uh, with the exception of Captain America, are kind of the B listers of the Marvel Universe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got Spider Man, you've got X Men, you've got all of these teams that, that aren't part of the Avengers. And so whenever the, the movies first kind of came out, it was hard for us to get behind it because they're like, okay, they're taking all the B-listers and they're putting them into a movie. And I agree, like, now it doesn't matter because Marvel has historically been known as, as the company that goes through and does the really, really deep sort of personal stories. Uh, it's not always about the action, the blowing up. It's about the development of the characters on an individual basis. I think part of that gets left out with all of these massive movies of, of the team-ups and the explosions and the... How do we use this, you know, 90 minutes to two and a half hours to set up the next movie, to set up the next movie, to set up the next movie, and these teams mm-hmm. and these characters? So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I follow you there. Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's it's something that, you know, I, when it comes to a Marvel movie, especially with the MCU, like, I know it's going to be a good movie. It's not going to be a bad movie. The question is whether Lies. it's going to be a spectacular movie or, <laughs> well, opinion. In my opinion, like, there's not a like just maybe garbage. Maybe MCU you know movie. it's going to be at a certain level of quality. That's what I mean. Like I know there's going to be enjoyable things, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be amazing. And I feel like there hasn't been one that's really blown me away in a while. Like I had some friends who loved Doctor Strange. Like they were like it's the, it's it's as good as the original Iron Man. And I'm like, "Eh, it was enjoyable, but it doesn't have any tank missiles." I just it wasn't <laughs> But no, Keith, you brought up a good point. The, the the you know besides Captain America, all of these characters are B list characters because when Marvel was going bankrupt, they were selling off their biggest characters, the X Men, Fantastic Four, Spider Man, mm-hmm. to other companies to make movies. So then when they decided to make movies themselves, they had to pull out Iron Man and <laughs> and that's all they had to work, work with, man. Like that was all the they had. Yeah, Iron Man wasn't the huge like he's now an A-lister, but like at the time he wasn't. I mean, he was kind of an interesting character, but he wasn't an A-lister character, and so they just kind of had to work with what they had, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of miraculously worked, and they've kind of just been rolling with it since. And you know, then they got that Disney money. So, well, I think Tony Tony Stark, and this is maybe an episode 
uh, later down the road of sort of how the Avengers has worked kind of beyond the odds of, of how it should have worked. And I think Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, not even as Iron Man, but as Tony Stark has kind yeah. of carried the entire series over 9, 10, 12, however many movies they've done so far um, in a way that even Chris, what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans hasn't, hasn't fully been able to do as Captain America. I mean, it's kind of fun. He has the cheeky Captain America thing going on. They, they play that mm-hmm. up. But I think Tony has, has consistently carried it across the entire series. Yeah. I think that is a whole, we can do a whole episode on stuff like that. <laughs> and I think we should in the future. All right. So we've got some news points that we're wanting to talk about this week was the greatest awesome convention that I've always wanted to go to. And maybe one day I'll get to go to, we have Comic-Con going off. So if you are a comic fan or you like superhero movies, there's been tons and tons of news coming out this week on that. And uh, we're not going to be able to cover all of it at all. So much. So much. So we're just, I picked up, picked out just a couple things, mostly some trailers that have come out that um, we're going to talk about. Joining us for this, we've got Drew's returning. Hello. And from, once again, from the Terminus cast, we've got David here to chime in and give some opinions. So, Greets. I'm, I mean, before we jump into this, how, has there been anything that's been huge that stuck out to y'all that oh. y'all may have seen? That Justice League poster. The trailer's the really good, don't get me wrong, but the poster looks so much like the art from Kingdom Come, which is like one of the first comics I ever really read in DC. And I didn't know uh, it was one of the first ones yeah, you read. Was, it was one of the first ones I read. read. Well it wasn't like the absolute first probably the first one was like Batman Hush, but like it was one of the first like across mm-hmm. DC but and, and I remember why I picked it up is because the art was just so beautiful in it. And that it poster really cool. just screams it and I love it and I want one on my wall like right now. That is really cool. Da- David, did you see the poster that we're talking about? I did. Um, it's what'd you think of it? I mean it looks Any thoughts it look, at all, or are you it, just it looks, like it's a poster? It looks good. Um I mean <laughs> I don't know if you guys know how I feel about the DC uh I don't you right now, but <laughs> which is interesting. I probably should have like asked you before, <laughs> but that's okay because we'll get talking about it in here in a minute. But okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. So you just kind of whatever about it. Well. Okay. So. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Is this for right. Justice League or just this poster? I'm curious. Oh, I'm really? This is, this is the like the DC. Uh, the DC uh, film universe or whatever in general. Um, like, it's hard to get excited uh, because I don't know what they're doing with these movies. I mean, look, like, Wonder Woman was personally, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it still has... They have... Um, they're th- they have really big third act problems in a lot of... like pretty much every single one of those movies except for Suicide Squad because that movie is just terrible. <laughs> like that, it's not that, the third act. It's pretty much the entire second the whole, half of it's the, the movie. whole movie. Um, yeah, they get into the city and it starts to fall apart. It, it yeah. just like... It, it feels like they didn't... They just don't really know what they're doing. Superman is a big mm-hmm. mopey jerk. You know? And like... Mm-hmm. It, I thought that new trailer was pretty cool for like justice league um but they're talking about how like superman instilled hope in these people and da 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 and i'm like y'all were trying to kill him you know like there's there's just a lot of stuff that story-wise now there's a lot of people in history that have supposedly instilled hope but at some point in time they wanted to actually murder them right but like he didn't really have enough time to do it. Like someone explained, no, I, I agree with you. It, you know what i mean? They're like mm-hmm. they're basically like he is known for like leveling a city uh, getting blamed for shooting people in BVS, which made no sense because he's Superman. He doesn't shoot people. Punch a hole in someone. Anyway, yeah. there, there's just a lot of stuff. I know we're getting... This is a little off topic for a, a no, poster. No, no, no. It's, but, good. it's good to know perspective, though. Yeah. This is good because Tommy's not here and we need somebody who's... <laughs> No, yes. I don't. And Tommy, I don't think Tommy has an opinion on the DC stuff, but he is super over Marvel super cinema. Here. So I'm, super general. I'm to some degree, I'm getting to that point too. 
Um, yeah. I was I was telling uh, some of the guys like on an episode of our podcast, I think last week, that I'm like, I don't even know if Mar- any of them are, because we do a big uh, like a end of the year thing where we're like, okay, what are our like top movies, video games, TV shows? Yeah, you know, I heard, and you said you didn't even think Marvel was going to be on there. Exactly, because you know, with the amount, uh, this has been, this year has been a golden age for movies. Um, there's been it's so good. much good stuff that's coming out that stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is getting uh, completely just undercut by uh other things that have been out um Mm -hmm. that just feel fresh um you know even dunkirk uh was fantastic so i'm just like this weekend yeah um it's one of those things that there's so much going on that superheroes are not feeling great and so then when you make superhero movies that are already not you know they're not good and i'm already starting to feel a little bit of this like uh exhaustion from it yeah uh it's just one of those things that's like you guys have got to step your game up. Like even, you know, and the justice league trailer parts of it looked really good, but then other parts I'm like, you can tell they're on a green screen. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it feels like they haven't. And and part of that is we're still, you know, five months away from it coming out and you can go back and watch some of the first Spider-Man trailers and that CGI looks rough in some of those first few trailers. So you got to keep that in mind. Oh yeah. I had, Um, I I was worried about Spider-Man up until pretty mm -hmm. much like watching it. Um, well, well, that's good to get. That's good to get your perspective. And I actually, at some point, probably soon, it'll probably be I, kind of whenever we get have a slump where there's not nothing really out and nothing we really want to talk about. I want to do an episode <laughs> talking about this. Yeah. This idea. Um, I've, I've know, been running through. What we're talking about. I've been running through like the thought of really going back and dissecting those movies, like going back and watching all this, all the, the most recent stuff. So like none of Nolan stuff or anything like that, but like since, uh, Superman, man of steel, um, and dissecting each one of those and making like videos about each of them and like why they're not done well. Um, or like why, what people are saying and like these legitimate like concerns that people have, like why they actually make sense, especially for suicide squad, because I can't, I can never understand why people will defend that movie. I um, I would love to be. Yeah. I would love to be a part <laughs> that's of all, that. That's where all the money went. Um, because that sounds fun. It sounds like something I'd watch. And I I have a different perspective because you know, I I really enjoyed the DCEU. It's got a lot of problems, but part. And I, I will go ahead and preface that part of it is I very much love me some DC. I there's yeah. nothing really. You're there's nothing else that I will admit that I'm a fanboy, but I can't deny the fact that I am a little bit of a fanboy of DC. Now, that doesn't mean I hate on Marvel. I love Marvel. There's they're great. They've got some great stuff. But mm-hmm. um, for me, going back to topic, um, <laughs> the uh, the thing that stuck out the most to me was the some of the DC announcements because we got a few things for Marvel, but since we had D23 last weekend, they they showed off some. Um, Infinity War stuff and Avenger stuff so there wasn't quite as many big announcements for that but this has been the first time that DC's taken the time to clarify what the heck they're doing which is good which which has been very good and we'll get to that uh, here in a minute but before we dive into that because we've got a little bit more DCE news um, uh, the, the poster that Drew's talking about if you've not seen it search it or you can go to the Valkyrie cast's Instagram page because I've posted <laughs> it on there because it's just super super awesome um, well and all I was saying before we I opened a rabbit's hole I didn't mean to but so, it's, yeah. no it's good but if you, you would have, have told me that the first Justice League poster was just going to be a bunch of them standing together and then you were going to use their logos to in words I would have said this are thing. you trying to kill the movie like we we need but i look at it and i just i love it like i love it so much um i love the design of it i love i like that it's colorful it's f- funny you mentioned nolan because i just watched the dark knight for the first time in a really long time coming back from daytona the other day and it's it's a superhero movie unlike any superhero movie like we have nowadays like they like it was comp- just completely different in tone and everything yeah. Um, and, but, but I like that this is, you know, it's got colorful, it looks interesting. I'm intrigued by it. And I just love the art. I love that it harkens back to, um, that, you know, kingdom come artwork and stuff like that, that, uh, heavily, uh, that I think it was Alex Ross. Is that right, Matt? The yeah, artist Alex Ross was the artist. Uh, his his style is just very iconic. It's really cool. I like that about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So, uh, one of the trailers they came out with is Spielberg's Ready Player One, which is based off the book called Ready Player One, and it's funny that they're doing this this movie, because literally a couple months back, me and Drew were oh, yeah. hanging out with a friend, shout out and to a Bradley. friend of us told us, yeah, shout out to you, Brad, he told us about this book called Ready Player One, and just how the, the whole premise is, Drew, can you explain the premise? So, from what I understand, it's basically like... It's in the future, and the entire world has went on virtual. And it's like, there's this thing, I think it's called the Oasis, which is like, think about virtual reality, and then an MMO game, and then Facebook, and then the entire economy all merged into one. And it's gotten to the place that, you know, people live and work and have businesses in this virtual world, and that this the, the economy and the currency in this virtual world is more stable than in the real world's economy. So mm-hmm. all these people live their lives more in this virtual world. And the guy who made it all, this is the general plot, I guess, or how I was explained it, was the guy who made all of this uh, has no heir for the company, obviously one of the wealthiest, most powerful people in the world. And he leaves this entire legacy, more or less, all the riches and control over this and the company and everything to whoever can figure out this puzzle, this like riddle set. And there's this kid who is kind of obsessed with like 80s pop culture. And evidently the guy who made this system was obsessed with that too. So it's all these 80 pop culture movie references that they have to work through and and just pop culture references to be able to figure. And he figures out and finds the keys and starts on this journey of like finding this guy's legacy. Um, And it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. It's really intriguing. Like I will, I'm going to read the book before it comes out just because it sounds like such an interesting concept. Yeah, this this and the um, Stranger Things two trailer were the two things that really stood out to me. I think this year mm-hmm. uh, at Comic Con, but like, man, that um, I've had that book sitting in my queue on Amazon to buy it for uh, probably a couple of years now, um, Dude, and me too. <laughs> just haven't had time to to get to it. Um, and so now I guess I'm kind of forced to, you know, got uh, what nine months something like that uh, before the movie comes out. Uh, but that trailer was a work of art in like so many ways it's um, really cool when i saw the delorean is, i kind of freaked i was like that's so yeah. cool and like yeah, iron the iron giant, giant is in oh, that, that was awesome. i was like what and then i think like uh it looked like george washington or someone was riding on top of like a metal scorpion uh, i hope so yeah that was cool that and, looked like something out of like a dream and i loved every second yeah, or bioshock um, so they're really they're going to be able to like put all these really cool references um to pop culture in in this um i know oh i think uh i saw uh what's his name uh duke nukem is in the <laughs> is in the trailer and um, um who's the guy not freddy but jay no it is freddy freddy krueger's in it so he gets shot by one of the guys and blows up my probably, only probably duke nukem my only concern is whether or not the story is going to hit home as well as the aesthetic is mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because it it can go one of two ways. Either it's going to be awesome and probably and you know turn out to be maybe one of the best things that comes out next year um, because of the way it looks, and then you know if the story is on top of that, or it's going to be like Sucker Punch. It's going to be a really pretty movie, but yeah, have nothing else going for it. I almost feel like it's probably going to be closer to how Ender's Game was, where a lot of people liked it, and it's a really well-known book, but it didn't do super well. But like a lot of people still really loved it. Um, I liked it. The, the vibe I get from it, at least. And yeah. I don't know. I know you you really liked Ender's Game or the book. I don't know yeah. if you ended up liking the movie or not. It's, um, but it's I just hard. It was a hard movie to make because you have. Mm-hmm. A book that is very, very deep into a lot of like political stuff, um, you know, and they, they they talk about you know they they basically have uh, sort of the way China only allows you to have a certain number of kids, like that's kind of the way the entire world has gone, um, and so they don't really dive into some of the uh, really, really interesting things from the book. Uh, didn't quite make it to the movie. Um, it was fine movie. I don't I don't think it was. Um, there was anything mm-hmm. necessarily wrong with it it just didn't quite have that same impact that the book did but right so yeah that i think it, it looks very interesting but we'll see how it comes out and it's interesting that spielberg's doing it because this is so different yeah. from something he's done yeah. it, 
And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that'll be like. I, I, I don't want to see it until I read the book, though. That's my Agreed. thing. Yeah. Well, that's me. I want to read the book before it comes out. I am excited Spielberg's doing it. I feel like that gives me some a little bit of confidence that it's at least going to be good. Like, at, le- at least oh. I'm going to enjoy it. It may not be like... Like, it, it, it seems like a little bit of a a niche kind of thing, like, just from what I'm saying. But maybe it'll work. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The fact that Spielberg's name on it yeah, probably helps. means that a lot of people will go see it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, $10 on Amazon right now. Yeah, I've got it. I've, I've got it on my wish list. I just have not bought it. You can get the paperback for pretty cheap. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, so go check out that trailer. It's out. It's called Ready Player One. Uh, another trailer, bigger trailer that we want to touch on is we got a second Thor Ragnarok trailer, and I've been excited for this one. Um, you know, I was excited for Guardians, and of course I was excited for Spider-Man, but um, the thing, Spider-Man, I felt I was less excited about the more trailers came out because Sony was showing off a lot of it, and there there was more in that movie. They didn't show everything, but... They didn't show a lot the, of it. The uh, I'm excited for Thor because I like the character of Thor and I felt like his movies haven't been that great. Um, Thor needs a win. And I, th- I think putting Thor with Hulk is going to be really interesting and fun. And then, but then this also feels more, almost more Guardians of the Galaxy s because they're not just on Asgard or Earth. We're getting mm-hmm. out into space where in this trailer especially there's a lot of ships flying around and a lot of like futuristic cities and stuff and we get to see we get a lot of color we get to see a lot more with i thought this trailer did pretty good of showing more without me really still not knowing exactly what's going on i could have i could figure piece it together and maybe figure out but there's still a lot that i'm like Basically, like, there's a lot that's still going on that I don't understand. Like, yeah, besides what's Asgard, going on with Loki? Yeah. What's going on with Asgard? Where's Odin? There's so much that they're gonna have to address and do in this movie that they haven't even really shown. So I, I know some people have been saying that this trailer was one of the best trailers ever. I actually think I like the first one better than yeah. this one, but that's just me. That you know, the 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 '80s theme music and everything was kind of fun in it. So I, I did. I enjoy like that. it. I tell you what, I liked is there's that one shot of Loki and Thor with looks like it looks like proton packs from Ghostbusters, but they're like I guess guns. <laughs> but like that was just such a cool shot of them. Like, all right, here we go. Do, 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 do. Um, mm-hmm. But it just you know it looked it looked really cool. Um, I like how colorful it is. I still like that Jeff Goldblum's in this because I mean. In my mind, he's been on this planet for a few few years now and just living it up in real life because I don't know what he's doing right now. But <laughs> I just I like him, so it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Do you have any I, thoughts on that, David? I actually haven't watched it because I I generally stay away from trailers. Ah, you've got the one trailer rule too. For the most part, um, sometimes I break a little bit. So Star Wars broke me because like all when uh, Episode Seven was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched the first one, and I held off watching the next one for the longest time. Uh, but I couldn't kind of escape talk about it, and so I was like, "Fine," I was like, "I'll watch it," mm-hmm. um, and still really, really, in, you know, enjoyed it. But I generally with movies, like even with Spider Man, like I, you know, only watched uh, one trailer. Um, Probably a good call. I only I've only seen the first one for Thor, and I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah." I was like, "I was going to go yeah. see it anyway." Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, then that yeah. I think that's good. I have a friend who's super super serious about the one trailer rule which and i i I didn't mean to but apparently i kind of called him out because he posted about this trailer and the the justice league trailer yeah and i was like what happened to your one trailer rule and he and he you know he kind of brushed it off or whatnot and but then after i said that then he was refused to watch the behind the scenes trailer for the last jedi and i was like that makes no sense but but anyway i get that rule i i put a lot of I put more faith in if it's a movie I really, really, really care about, then I'm a little more hesitant. Like Nolan, Christopher Nolan's an example. None of his trailers ever give away too much. True. Yeah. So I never have to worry about him. Um, superhero movies. It depends. Like I mostly just cause I love and I'm super hyped about the justice league. I'll probably watch another trailer if they come out with another one but just because i love it so much but like stuff like that if i really care about it i'll usually stop after the second one yeah um but you know if they ever do a third one i think i usually avoid it just because i'm like i don't need to see anymore i've seen enough but 
and I mean that was you know we were, you were asking me too about the stuff with uh, the DCEU and everything, and part of the reason they get on my nerves so much is because when BVS was coming out, they just kept putting out trailers, you know, yeah. like they they, they showed had the a in- massive, ridiculously stupidly high budget for marketing. That is why all we saw was tons and tons and tons of trailers. They had a massive budget for marketing. And I was staying away from it. Um, Like, I had only seen the first one. And then Mm. the second one dropped still pretty pretty far out. And I was like, I'm not watching anything else. I was like, I don't need to know anything. I just want to go in blind. (laughs) I want to be able to think about it. And they freaking talked about Doomsday. Like, they showed Doomsday in the trailer. And it was like... Seriously, like hold. Yeah, that back, was, I, hold I always back. said that was a dumb move. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry, I'm gonna stop so ranting yeah. about that. But you're fine. <laughs> so that's Thor. Go check it out if you don't have a one trailer rule. It's, it's worth to see, David. Since you, I would say skip it. You know, it's it's fun, okay. but yeah. maybe skip it. I just I, I think the first one did a did a fantastic job of teasing and not showing anything, but I think this one maybe showed a little too much, but okay. not too much. So I I just have to do it because I'll. I'll piece the entire movie together in my head sitting in a theater. Yep. I'm the same way. And I I can't help it, and so I have to avoid as much as possible. Otherwise, it kind of ruins the experience for me a little bit. Yeah. I did that with Spider-Man and was pleasantly surprised at the yeah. kind of twist towards the end of that that I was like, yes, okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, yeah so. I didn't either. Um, next big trailer. The biggest one for me, the one that David was going to rant on, but <laughs> Justice League brought out a trailer, and it's so good. It's I, fun. I really liked it it's fun um it's uh it shows a good bit of action it shows a good bit of humor we get a little bit of i think you it's obvious that the marketing is like wonder woman did well because the, the trailer starts off with <laughs> oh, it's wonder very woman much. kicking some butt and, <laughs> yeah. and somebody i think russell my best friend had mentioned something about you know it's obvious that they're milking the wonder woman thing and i said i don't think that's milking it i think that's just good marketing that mm-hmm. they went this did well let's put her in the forefront for I'd this agree. trailer Yep. Um, the um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman looks like he's going to be hilarious, and it, it makes me excited to see what his Aquaman's movie is going to look like, just that, because it's such a fun, interesting take on Aquaman. That one shot um, of him where he like spears the Parademon like through the building and then just walks out like, "What's up?" He's like oh, right oh, on yeah. top of it. Yeah. yeah, it was like so much fun. I'm like, okay, okay, Aquaman's a little cooler in this than he usually is. Like he seems super epic, but at the same time, he's like. You can tell that he he he's just the, the almost not the voice of reason, but that guy who's gonna be the the dude to just go, yeah, dude, guys, we're screwed. Just yeah, to, yeah, and, exactly. and like, I think I, we're all gonna die. I and love. <laughs> there's there they they're like meta moment when uh, they're all standing on top of the the building. With, meta uh, moment. Gordon. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he goes. It, it, all of a sudden, they all disappear, and Flash is standing there with uh, Gordon, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, they just disappeared. They just do uh, that, <laughs> and he's like, "Okay," yes. and then he leaves. That's I, so rude. I was like, "That okay, was so funny." Good, good job, because that is that's such like a good moment of being like, "Yeah, this happens all the time," and no one ever says anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I thought that was that, and the I'm excited for. You know, I was hesitant about the Flash, the guy Ezra Miller playing the yeah. Flash, but these trailers have made me feel a little bit better about it. Um, he His feels. Little- he feels a little more like a Wally West character than Barry yeah. Allen. Mm-hmm. Barry, at least in the comics that I've read of Barry, he's a little more, he's really, really smart, and he's a little more, you know, in focus, while Wally is the one who, from the comics and from, uh, like, the old Justice League cartoon was The Flash, where he's the one who makes the jokes and... Cracks the jokes, is, yeah. Cracks the jokes and doesn't necessarily know what's going on all the time. And I don't have a problem with them mixing that together, but my favorite line <laughs> was after Woman, Wonder Woman being epic looks and goes, we fight together. And then Flash is talking to Batman and goes... It's, I think it's super cool that you guys are like super into this battle thing, but like I've never done this before. I've just pushed some people and ran <laughs> away. Yep. And I was just like, that's great because it's true. Like he, you can tell he's the least experienced of all of them, and you can tell he's just kind of like, I'm just really fast. Am I really supposed to be on this team? <laughs> like really, guys? And you know, so I, I really liked the trailer. Um, I liked. There's a there's a little moment where like I guess it's. Stephen Wolf or whoever the bad guy is, and he's talking about mm-hmm. there's no guardians here, and then he makes there's no, no lanterns. lanterns. That was a cool moment. I, oh, I rewatched what? it, yeah, because I thought I thought he said that, but I wasn't sure if that was it. And no Kryptonians, and um, 
I think it's I think it's looking cool. The flash looks really funny. Mm-hmm. Um I'm excited about it. It looks it looks really interesting. Um and it gives I will me say, a lot more hope. After seeing Wonder Woman and then seeing that, I've got a lot more hope for us going forward. Mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to tell David you about this. So so I, I'm you know, I'm naturally more of an optimist if you listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. That. And since I am a little bit of a DC fanboy, I tend to defend the DCEU a little bit more than most people do. I will admit Suicide Squad's not that great. I enjoyed it, but it's not that great. I like Batman versus Superman. I do too, buddy. but I like the extended edition because the extended edition which is too long it's way too long i admit that but it fixed 90 percent of the problems i had like you talking about the 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 superman you know they think superman killed killed the guys with guns well in the extended editions they like use flamethrowers and make it look like somebody used and stuff like that so there's little things they took out which made no sense but anyway the reason i bring it up brought that up is um forgot what i was about to say it was real clever was some, i bet it was, it was coming off of what drew just said um i, I well oh, i said oh, i, I had a lot of hope oh, no 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 i remember yeah so the thing about it is um there's a guy named jeff johns who is an incredible comic writer Ooh, yeah yeah he has yeah. written some of the best and he was put in charge of this stuff of kind of overseeing the the dceu um but he that he kind of got put into place after Suicide Squad was already done. So yeah. when with the DCU, what I always told people was, I said, wait and see what Wonder Woman and Justice League are like because I can guarantee you it's going to feel different because Jeff Johns is going to be kind of around the the fix. And he, he now he's not going to be fully in control of that kind of stuff. Right. But it might. I felt much more at ease after Wonder Woman came out, and it, it ended up being one of my favorite movies I've seen of this year. It does have some third act problems. But most, even Marvel movies, have third act problems yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing super new. Um, but it, I'm excited to see if Justice League has the vibe that Wonder Woman has. I'm going to be extremely pleased with it. I guess is what I'm getting at. I agree. And with this that. trailer makes yeah. me feel like it's got that same kind of vibe. They have the trailer just has some really weird, like tonal stuff going on. Just with mm-hmm. there are times where it feels like okay, this is they're trying to be grounded with certain things. But then, like, when they're fighting, uh, which, you know, like, even when uh, Aquaman goes through that building, Mm -hmm. there's just moments where I'm like, this doesn't feel like the same place, you know, it's got a lot of that weird, you know, they're using, uh, it doesn't look real to some degree, Mm -hmm. which is the same problem that the end of Wonder Woman had and the end of Batman v Superman had, where they're, they're doing these gigantic, like, fights but it just feels not great no i can understand that but i can see that some of it was still really cool because there's like a shot that they have of like all the amazonians like fighting right and it's like a you know they're it's like they're they're headed in to fight the horses are like jumping over stuff and i'm like that looks really cool and then other parts don't Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 strange, but I love like some of it's really cool, like you know Batman or uh, Aquaman riding on Batman's uh, <laughs> tank or whatever to like launch him further or whatever. So there's there's some seriously cool stuff about the trailer, and you know I'm still gonna go see it as much as I complain about. <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. not gonna stop me. Um, mostly out of like curiosity, and you know obviously because right. of podcasting and everything, I kind of need to stay up to date with exactly with what's going on, but. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I can agree with that. Like, I think Wonder Woman, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, it, it not a full reset, but it mm-hmm. seems like they're learning maybe, um, and maybe they're headed down a direction where their stories are going to make a little more sense and, you know, right. get from beginning to end without having all of this stuff that's just like, why? Why are we doing mm-hmm. this? Well, and um, I will yeah. say this, and me and Matt have mentioned this before. I think, Matt, you've told me before that, Marvel at this point is a movie company that makes comics and DC's a comic company that's trying to make movies. But that's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me. You know, Marvel's got Disney backing them up and sure. all this other folks. They just they they've been doing this a lot longer and some of the some of the issues and some of the stuff I think we're talking about is just translation between mediums. It's just harder to uh, take some of these comic book stories and, and make them work on the, the movie screen as some people think. And I do think they're learning and getting it figured out and everything else. So, you know, yeah. I'm hopeful. I just, mm-hmm. you know, and again, this is something that I'd ha- I'd go into bigger, but there's just, 
certain decisions they've made about the characters. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, the end of Man of Steel, you know, uh, and just kind of really Superman in general. He's no, just yeah. a, a mopey, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it just doesn't make me look forward to it. And even, like, I mean, they spoil – It's I guess it's a spoiler. Um, like, the end of that trailer, it's clear that uh, what's-his-face is talking to Superman – like, well, I'm actually, I'm actually wouldn't be surprised if that's a fake out and that's not I necessarily think, who that scene is. So? But I can guarantee you, Superman will be back he's, because he's they're gonna not be going to make yeah. a Justice League. You can't movie have him not be Justice League without yeah. Justice without the Trinity at least. You know, I don't know. You can't have that. I don't know if they're that sneaky. It, no. Well, well, no. What I mean is, what I mean is, Superman will be back. I'm just saying that specific spot. That not. specific scene may not even be in the movie. Or yeah, that we, were, we were joking before you got on that maybe Alfred's just talking to like some random person who's walked in. It's like <laughs> a completely like off shot of the movie, oh, but they're up, just Dick like, Grayson? hey, let's so just have fun. Yeah, Dick Grayson. That's probably not happening, Matt. I know you want it oh, to. Yeah. Um, I'm making it happen. But no, Superman's going back, and I understand what you're saying about Superman's character. Like, but. I'm I'm the same way. Like I, I have some hope in that they're they're shifting and they're getting better. And, and grant, granted, I know you know everybody's you know you're just as good as whatever you came out with last. But I I have some hope. Wonder Woman is still a lot of hope in me. This trailer's yeah. is still a lot of hope in me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just speaking yeah, of we'll uh, Wonder Woman being kind of a reboot, the Flash movie they're doing the Flashpoint. I that should be exciting. cool. I, so I, I so, like him as a character, and I hope that they. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, so this, really the last thing we're going to talk about is what I was hoping for the most. I, like I was hoping a Justice League trailer, but the one thing I wanted out of Comic Con was the DC to finally just clarify their slate, because they had a slate planned out, and within the past year they've gone, oh, we're going to make a Justice League Dark, we're going to do um, a Green Lantern Corps, we're going to do a Batgirl movie, we're going to do Gotham Sirens. They've come up, we're going to do a Nightwing movie. They've said a lot, but they haven't clarified what the actual slate is going to be. So now we do have a clarification. Um, I believe this is the order. This may change, but we the next one we're getting is Justice League. In 2018, we're only getting Aquaman. That's the only thing we're going to get um, because they're behind on production. We were supposed to get a Flash movie, but they decided to do a page one rewrite, which Did we now realize... Their director. Yeah, the Flash. The Flash. They went through like four directors. Okay. Which is that bad. makes sense if they did a page one rewrite, like that they're just. Well, they, did, back. they Yeah, they did the page one rewrite after they went through like four directors. Okay. So that's good. My theory with all that was, and I told some of my friends this. My theory was they they're putting a hold on everything at the time. They were putting a hold on everything to see how Wonder Woman and Justice League do, and if it didn't do super well, they were gonna do the Flashpoint to reset the universe. And they don't necessarily they don't necessarily have to to completely redo anything, but if they needed to if 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 they wanted to recast, they could use that as an excuse. Or they could have the exact same cast and tweak characters and bring in Golden Age Superman and he's super, super goody goody two shoes and it's like what happened? It was like, Oh, remember that whole flashpoint thing? So my that was my original theory and while I don't I think obviously they're doing that, so they're doing Flashpoint, but they may not. They may just use it to tweak a little bit of things. Um, the it won't. It, what I'm trying to get at is it's it's happening, but it's not happening for a little while because now we're getting in this order: Justice League and Aquaman, Shazam, Suicide Squad Two, <laughs> Meh, The Batman Man, so is the new title. The Batman is the new title of the Batman one. They're doing Justice League Dark. Joss Whedon is doing Batgirl, which will probably be amazing because it's Joss Whedon and he knows how to write strong female leads. Um, We're getting the Green Lantern Corps before the Flashpoint, so we're going to get Green Lanterns a lot sooner than we originally thought. I do like this Green Lantern Corps. That makes me have a little bit more hope in it. It's probably going to be out in space and stuff. And then after Flashpoint, we get Wonder Woman 2. Now, they also are still... These are the confirmed slates, so that's confirmed what's going to come out in the next three or four years. They're also supposed to still be doing Gotham City Sirens, Black Adam movie, Cyborg, and Nightwing, and another Superman, but all those have not been slated, so those could come out during all this, and they may just be separate, but... yeah. um, 
I'm happy with the slate. I'm not too thrilled about them doing Suicide Squad too. I'd rather them put so soon too. I'd rather them put Nightwing or even Gotham City Sirens in that spot. But Shazam, I'm excited about Shazam because that's going to be a really unique take. Because if do you know the what do you know kind of the about the character Shazam, David? Yeah, I mean I've never read any of his comics, but I enough I know enough from like cartoons and uh, mm-hmm. Injustice and some other stuff like that. So yeah, the gist of it is he's a he's like a ten year old boy who can turn into basically a Superman character. Um, so you've got this super strong superhero who's got the mind of a ten year old. So it's 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 a really fun character, and I think it's smart kind of putting it there because it's going to be something it's going to be completely different from anything else that marvel or dc yeah. has done and, and I it think probably that won't be, be very dark like i mean it may have some it probably, it, it, it's yeah. probably going to be a little more hopeful and mm-hmm. captain marvel or shazam is such a cool character to me like i just the character yeah. is so neat mm-hmm. yeah they need to move uh, away a little bit from their super you know dark dreariness yeah yeah it just the it's a little the, too much. The suit Aquaman two will probably be fun. It it's coming out next year, so we'll see stuff about that sooner rather than later. I I don't care about Suicide Squad two, but maybe they'll fix the problems and it'll be actually interesting. However, the Batman movie I'm very excited for mm-hmm. because while I'm sad they ditched the script that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck wrote, the new director Matt Reeves I think it's Matt Reeves something Reeves. Um, he is now doing a more noir detective style Batman movie. So I'm super excited about that because that'll be different too. And that actually probably would fit really well with the dark stuff without it just being, we're going to be kind of dreary to be dreary. Yeah. Um, do, do you and think then he's, he's going to stop killing people? <laughs> I do. I think in this one, well, he's going to kill a lot of parademons, but they're mindless that's, right, zombies that's and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think I think the whole Superman dying thing, and when he comes back, I, they're going to be like, "We're going to be better this time." I kind of hope we he stays kind of brutal, though. That was like one of the things I really liked about. Yeah, I'm uh, fine with brutal. Just don't yeah. murder people just for fun. Yeah, break yeah. their arms and maybe uh, paralyze them, but you know, don't kill, kill them. Kill them off it's screen cool. as you walk away. They die. Yeah, but, it's a cool take on the fact that like the Joker finally broken. You know, mm-hmm. and so he's he's literally like, fine. Like, if this well, is the way that the world is, then I'll just I'll make sure that you can never do these things again. Um, yeah. What makes me sad know. though about this newer style Batman is I was really wanting the Batman standalone to be an adaptation of Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Oh, because they so set good. it up. They have a dead Robin. That storyline in- involves Nightwing, involves Red Hood, involves the Joker. Um, it We've involves never a lot seen of really cool characters. It's done. It's it would fit really well in this universe, even after them lightening it up a little bit. Um, and it would be a good way to introduce more of the Bat family. But you know, I'm also okay with seeing more detective style Batman since yeah. Nolan's version had like kind of a little bit of detective that really wasn't that detective-y. So I'm okay with that. Um, Justice League Dark will be cool. Batgirl will probably be good. I'm excited we're getting Green Lantern sooner than later because that was originally like the very last movie in the slate. It was supposed to be like 2024 or something yeah. like that. Um, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Here's the thing though about Flashpoint. The guy who plays um, Thomas Wayne, the dude from Walking Dead. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, he's he's the guy that plays uh, crap. Uh, Negan, right? Yeah, the guy who plays Negan, he's already said he wants he's totally would love to play Batman. In the Flashpoint story, Thomas Wayne is a super brutal Batman. But can you imagine uh, Jason Momoa's version of Aquaman from the Flashpoint story? The it would Je- be super cool. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is his name. That's it. Thank you. So yeah, Flashpoint with these actors, even Gal Gadot being brutal cuz if you don't know the story Flashpoint, basically Wonder Woman and Aquaman in another yeah. timeline go to war and yeah. it's brutal so seeing jason momoa and gal gadot's characters go to war i that think would be really would be interesting so epic so and then of course wonder woman 2 is going to be good because the first one was good mm-hmm. and that's the slate the dceu now has and i'm excited that they've clarified what the heck they're doing and i'm actually pleased with it except for suicide squad but whatever do you feel like they're not taking enough advantage of wonder woman's success and to like, do it like even like Flashpoint sort of seems like a strange place to start with Flash. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I might be yeah. totally totally off base with this, and obviously, you know, we won't know until everything kind of come comes out. But yeah, I still wonder if it's their their an excuse to kind of fix some things here yeah. and there, and hope... use one of the most memorable or memorable and really interesting versions of Flash story that yeah. has involved it involves a lot of these characters that we'll have established. So yeah. I hope Flash shows up in some other people's movies then mm-hmm. because well, that's he's, what I was he's... thinking. Yeah, he's really interesting, and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to like wait that like we'll get him in Justice League and then he's not showing back up again till Flashpoint. Like I, I don't know. They probably yeah. got plans for it, but he, he won't be. He probably won't be in Batman or Justice League Dark. Mm, he might have a cameo in Suicide Squad. He won't be in Batgirl. I bet. So I yeah. bet though he'll be in Green Lanterns. Well, no, if they're doing the core, they're going to be out in space. Well, think of it this way though: we've seen so far with know. DC that depending on how Justice League goes, we could be sitting here a year from now at Comic Con, and they're like, "Hey guys, JK, <laughs> this yeah, is the whole new slate now." So really, I think movie. I really think it's going to depend on how Justice League goes, how the characters are received, you know. And then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's all I've got. I really wanted to touch on. So, yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts on that stuff? Um, didn't they mention David, too- being, being more being more critical? Does this make you feel a little bit better about it? Or are you still kind of on the fence or, we'll, or more on the negative side? We'll see. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm going to I do try. I try to reserve as much criticism as possible until I actually see the product, you know, because um, trailers can be super deceptive about like what you're actually getting, um, but we'll see. Um, and weren't they supposed? Didn't they mention something at Comic Con about a uh, Harley Quinn uh, versus Joker movie, something like that? There's something mentioned about it, but I don't know if it'll be live action or animated or what, because okay. they, they they didn't talk too much. Like they're doing a Batman Harley Quinn movie that's animated, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be an animated movie. Okay. But like I've, I said, there's all these other movies they're for sure doing, at least right now, that don't have a slate, hmm. which doesn't necessarily mean they won't come out because these could just be the connected ones, but we right. still could get the Nightwing and the Shaz- the Black Adam movies and stuff like that later on in between. Right. Cool. cool. It's going to be exciting. See what happens. Well, that's our episode, guys. Thanks for joining us. David, Thank you so much for filling in and just coming and talking about this awesome subject that we want. Um, as you guys have heard at the beginning of the podcast, David has his own podcast called The Terminus Cast. So, David, why don't you tell the people where they can find you guys? Okay, so pulling up my whole sheet. So we're on iTunes um, under The Terminus Cast. Um, so you can find us there. We're on YouTube. Um, I think on YouTube we're actually under Terminus East. Um, so like the whole my whole website is called Terminus East and then the Terminus cast is the podcast that's a part of that um, we're working on some different content uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram uh, just look for Terminus East under any of those things and you'll be uh, sent in the right direction um, uh, we're also on Patreon so if you go to patreon.com forward slash Terminus East uh, you can go there check out some of the other content um we get everything pretty much goes to my Patreon supporters first, uh, about a day ahead of time, um, and then everyone else gets it after that, uh, except for an exclusive podcast that I'm kind of reworking right now, trying to figure some stuff out with. But uh, you can still check out some of those other episodes. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And then if anybody isn't an Xbox player uh, like these these guys, uh, we have a clan on PS PSN called uh, the Ministry of Space Magic. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, um, you know, look us up on Bungie's website and come play Destiny with us when the new one comes out. Awesome. And for us, you can find us, the Valkyrie Cast, on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean if you're an Android user. You can go to thevalkyriecast.com and it'll direct you to our Podbean site because that's kind of where we're spearheading everything through. We do have social medias now where you can find us on Facebook to join in the conversations. We post... You know, when new articles pop up that we think are interesting, we'll repost them and then we'll post when the episode goes live, as well as on Twitter. And now we have a Instagram. So both of those, you can go and see new stuff that pops up and when we post new episodes. Um, so definitely join in the community. We're trying to build that up a little more just because it makes it easier for us to communicate with 
you know, our uh, fans and stuff. Uh, also, this is makes for both the Terminus cast and the Valkyrie cast. If you got a minute, go to iTunes and give us a rating. And it, it a review makes a big difference, and mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for people to find us. Um, especially with names like Terminus and Valkyrie, sometimes that's a little bit harder for to search can't, and find. Can't tell you how many people have asked me how to spell Valkyrie. Yes, yes it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult word. To I've spell. gotten really good at spelling it because of this me podcast. Too. But um, but yeah, if you get a minute, please go do that. It would mean a lot for us. And I, I've gone and read the few that we've got, and so you can give us some feedback. But it just it just makes it easier for our podcast to be able to find be found. So um. That's all we got. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, Thanks again, David, for joining us. And we're out. We are the Valkyrie cast.